0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to A Land Called Homily. My name's David, and this is my podcast. I'm an Episcopal priest serving a beautiful little parish on the Gulf Coast of Alabama called St. Paul's Chapel. These are my weekly talks from our worship service, so I hope they can be of some help to you. Take what you can use and discard the rest. If you're interested in more of my content or if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can visit my website at davidchattel.com. Thanks for listening. Well, it's finally here. We made it. If you haven't finished your holiday shopping, I'm afraid you're out of time. (laughs) And after Christmas Day comes that week-long recovery period and the holiday haze before the new year begins and... We do it all over again. But this is it. The crescendo of the entire year. If you pay attention, you can feel it building all year long. Our winters here are short and mild. Easter comes. And we celebrate springtime and resurrection and new beginnings and our dresses and our suits, and as always, all along the way, especially in the South, we gather around tables and eat. We use food to celebrate, especially here in the South. Personally, I think we do it better here than they do it anywhere else. Before you know it, we're headlong into summer. And heat and vacations, being on the water with friends and family, on our celebration dinners, move outside with cookouts and homemade ice cream, around picnic tables, and much, much too soon, the calendar says, summer is over, and our warm autumn begins, October brings Halloween and sometimes cooler temperatures. November signals the true start of the holiday season with Thanksgiving where the dinner table celebrations with family and friends reach truly crazy new heights. And we celebrate the blessings that we've received and if we're doing it right, we hold on tight to those loved ones that we get to see. Some of them only once or twice a year. And always gathering around these tables, sacred family tables that after a while can kind of seem mundane and repetitive. But we hold the memories of those years of connections with each other in our hearts. Years of stories of laughter and tears and struggle and Joys all culminating around these meals, around these tables. Tales of hopes for the future and expanding families. Kids graduate to the adult table and eventually where once there was one child, now there's two children and three or four more loved ones now coming along. New smiling faces at the kids table as grandparents ponder the wonder of how they were kids once who had precious kids, who now have precious kids. What a gift. What a blessing to gather all the chaos and beauty and history around one table. Of course, we know that occasionally the populations of our tables get thinned out. But those ones who go on before us are never really gone from our midst. They live on. Their memories and presence sweeten the sacredness of our gatherings, the holiness of what happens around those tables. We would be naive, though, to think tonight that everyone has a table to gather around. As hard as it is to think about as warm, and bright as it is in here, there are those who struggle to keep a roof over their heads and to keep food a regular part of their lives. Across the world tonight, it is hard to believe, but we, those of us in this room, belong to a minority The experiences we've come to know over our lives as mostly middle class and upper class people is about as far away from normal as one can get if you take a sample of the standards of living of the population of the world. To us, the story of the journey and the nativity sounds like Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus were suffering near poverty. But to a majority the percentage of the world, it sounds like normal life. In third world situations, if, if you have to travel like Mary and Joseph's journey, it's often difficult and dangerous. If you can't stay with family and friends wherever you're going, you might have to sleep in your car if you have a car. Maybe it's the bus station. Maybe it's worse. The point is, to the majority of people on the earth today, the story of the nativity is familiar in a way that you and I probably can't imagine. Tonight's passage says that there was no room available for them. The word for room there can be translated as a room where you would gather for, among other things, a meal. It's the same idea as the upper room near the end of Jesus's earthly ministry. There was no table to gather around for Mary and Joseph and Jesus, and so they improvised. They came up with another option for lodging with a different kind of table around which they gathered. Now, their table guests changed a little bit. Cows and goats and sheep and donkeys. But it was a table of sorts. They laid the newborn Jesus in a manger. Did you know that manger is an old French word? It means to eat. One of my favorite parts of the story says that the shepherds were living in the fields. Living in the fields. That was pretty normal for shepherds then. They were hard people. They had dirty lives and smelly lives and spent a lot of time in the elements and sleeping in tents or caves was pretty normal for them. We all know the story. The angel of the Lord stood among them. Interesting how we always see angels portrayed as flying and filling the sky. But this angel, we read, stood among them and delivered what would prove to be one of the most important and hopeful messages of all time. He said, I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. And by, that, by the way, that means everybody. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Messiah. The Lord. And then the angel gives him some marching orders and says, This will be a sign for you. You will find the child wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. A manger? That's the sign. The shepherds knew what a manger was, they were around it all of the time. It was a feed trough. A very, very lowly table for the beasts of the fields that they had now been called to gather around with the animals and the brand new parents and the brand new helpless baby. And suddenly the words of the man that that baby would become echo backward through time some 33 years into the future. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And at the upper room, at the end, celebrating around a table with friends and family, Jesus took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and broke it and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Table after table after table from the most humble table of his birth to the final table of his life on earth with his friends. Jesus continually called him and them and us to take him into ourselves to receive him into us, to realize that God has taken up residence in humankind through Jesus and that we are the recipients of that gift. It was there all along, even from the beginning in that manger, but it took a lifelong celebration around a table for Jesus to show us and for us to see that we have been set free to be exactly what we were meant to be. Those who were known by the compassionate one before we were formed in our mother's wombs. Those who scripture says are brothers and sisters of Jesus. And whether you believe it or not, whether you feel it or not, whether or not it matters to you at all, you God's beloved child. And Christmas is here to remind us that Jesus' call to the celebration table is a call to us all. And the call to the table of Christ continues in us. This is our sign This is our outward, invisible sign of an inward and invisible grace. Tonight, just like the shepherds, we'll make a journey from our seats to a humble place where once again, with our friends and family, we will gather around a new table, a humble table set for everyone, In our midst, we will find the child swaddled in cloth and laid on that table for all the world. There was no room for them that night. Do you think you can make room in yourself tonight? For today in the city of your heart is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. O come, let us adore him.